0: market. Now, um, if you uh, can hear me, uh, I'd love for you guys to let me know you can hear me okay. Let me know you can see me okay. Uh, If you are listening uh, online and, and doing this via audio, that's cool too. Uh, we actually have this podcast on Spotify. So if you look up the Dr. Boyce breakdown and just look up my name, Boyce Watkins, on Spotify and Apple, you'll find me there. You can also, um, I have another podcast on Spotify. I have two podcasts. Another one's called How to Make Money Without Working. So if you uh, want to learn all the secrets of the rich and all the different ways that wealthy people are able to make money without actually having to get a job, uh, I would love to support you in that quest. Um, in fact, um, if you text the word stock right now to 31996, text stock to 31996, I will send you a free training on how to make money without working. And uh, and it's real stuff. Uh, if you go to drboysprime.com, that's com you will find that I have about a thousand students that are learning how to make money without working and uh, they're happy. They wouldn't be there if it wasn't working, if they weren't doing well. And uh, I'd love for you to do well too. So uh, it's great for generating extra cash flow. It's what I do with my own family. I can show you all the details. So just go to drboyceprime.com if you're interested. All right, guys. So uh, anyway, uh, you guys can hear me. Okay. Let me know. You can hear me. Okay. I want to make sure I'm coming through. All right. And uh, and what I'm going to do really quickly is give you guys kind of a rundown. No. Of what's going on in the stock markets, uh, things you want to pay attention to, uh, things that matter right now in the financial markets, uh, opportunities that do exist, and uh, just just what's going on in the world. And uh, and as I also as I begin, I'd be remiss not to say hello to my friends uh, Darlene and El Hodge. Good to see you, uh, Bishop Melvin T. Baker. Uh, I see you. All right, so let let's get started here. All right, so uh, on CNBC they they mentioned five things you need to know before the stock market opens to on Wednesday, which is today. Uh, they said. Number one that Disney is set to report their earnings after the bell. Uh, that's a big deal. Disney is a great company that has been having a lot of problems. Uh, Disney is used to be one of my favorite investments. Now it's no longer one of my favorites. Uh, I think that they have a, a little bit of a mess they've got to fix, and I think that Disney needs to address some of their. Serious problems that they're dealing with. Uh, They're having just, you know, chaos on the board. They overspent during the pandemic. And uh, I think Disney is a great example of what you don't want to do in business in terms of getting arrogant and getting comfortable where you are. Because remember, you know, four years ago, pre pandemic, really Disney was killing it. Disney was doing extremely well. And now Disney is just looking like a raggedy company. Uh, Microsoft shares hit an all-time high. I think Microsoft is a wave of the future. Uh, owning Microsoft, you really never did bad owning Microsoft. The problem, though... Is that some believe that these tech companies their valuations are a little bit too high, uh, and uh, and and if anything goes wrong, or let's say AI doesn't show up the way people expect it to show up, that could be a significant problem as it pertains to uh, long term uh, profitability. Uh, hey Anna P and hedging uh, hedging mastermind, I see you in there. All right, uh, let's see. So here's the first thing: the Nasdaq and the S and P 500 are on their lar- longest winning streaks in almost two years after finishing higher Tuesday. The Dow, meanwhile, is on its longest positive streak since July. The gains come as treasury yields ease a bit from uh, recent highs as the Federal Reserve continues to hold pat on rates and recent jobs data indicate some economic softening. Investors are keeping an eye on earnings with a few big names left to report, uh Disney on Wednesday, Walmart and uh, Target next week. And uh, and so basically, treasury yields have been incredibly high, which means the prices of treasury bonds have gone down. There's an inverse relationship between uh, treasury yields and treasury uh, bond prices. So as bond prices have been forced down, these yields have gone up. And a lot of it's related to what the Federal Reserve has been doing with inflation. So uh, that's that's been a real big issue uh, recently in financial markets. Uh, also, with Disney, uh, I'm going to read here. Uh, it says, Disney and his CEO, Bob Iger, are in search of a win. Iger has been uh, been back out about a year, and investors are eager to see if and when his restructuring of the company will actually pay off. Right now, they're not impressed. The stock is slightly down this year compared to broader market gains. The softness has drawn activist investor Nelson Peltz and his firm Treon Back into the fray, powered by shares owned by former Marvel boss like uh, sorry Ike Pellmutter, a longtime Iger antagonist. Peltz and Treon are waiting to see what happens with Wednesday's earnings report before making a move. CNBC's Alex Sherman reports if Peltz doesn't like what he sees, he could launch a proxy board fight, a proxy fight for board seats. So what they're basically doing is they're coming in and they're uh, saying this company sucks. With, with Bob Iger running it, uh, similar to what you saw with the Tulsa Real Estate Fund in terms of Julian Gordon as an activist investor kind of challenging Jay Morrison. Well, the same thing's happening here with Disney. Bob Iger is being challenged. Uh, he's being challenged by uh, shareholders for board seats. And uh, and this challenge is serious for Iger. Uh, it's really kind of a scenario where Iger's appeal has has kind of diminished a little bit. He used to be seen as the golden guy, now, or golden boy, whatever you want to say, and now he's not the golden boy anymore. Now people are challenging Iger big time. Hit the thumbs up button, by the way. Please hit the thumbs up, share, subscribe button. Uh, just a reminder, my new book is called The Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and also in the Black Business School, we have 162,000 students uh, that we, we, we help on a regular basis. Uh, you can get started for free. If you go to theblackbusinessschool.com or just text the word STOCK to 31996. If you text the word stock to 31996, I'll give you more stuff for free than your university gave you, even though they put you $100,000 in debt. I guarantee it. That's what we're good at. My PhDs in finance, I know what I'm talking about, but it's not just me. I got a lot of smart friends that that are lawyers and doctors and PhDs that can show you the game. They can break everything down. Also, we have the first ever Black financial therapy department where we are working with leading Black therapists. I just spoke to a sister down from New Orleans who is not just a therapist and high-ranking nurse practitioner, but she also is pro-black B1. Uh, her son Santrice was her name. And, uh, and I said, I, I got to bring you into the platform because I want our people to hear from people like you who love them, care about them, who have the expertise to help them, but also ain't afraid to be black. So give me a yes. If you're in, the, in that category, if you ain't scared to be in black, if you ain't scared to represent your community, if you understand that, that there's work that needs to be done, if you, if you like the status quo then we're not for you. If you're happy with where things are for black people right now, then this is not the place for you, right? If you think everything's good and we're doing great and the whole community is wonderful and that the music is fine and everything's good, then we're not your people. But if you think that changes need to be made if you want to see black families get stronger if you think that we need work on that then we're the place for you if you believe that black wealth needs to grow we're the place for you if you believe that uh that black men and black women need to learn how to love each other you know in a a more effective way if you think that our children need something then we're the place for you that's what we're all about that's what we represent that's who we are all right so anyway let's keep going let me read here Microsoft stock just hit an all-time high on Tuesday, riding a wave of optimism over the company's artificial intelligence prospects. Microsoft has invested $13 billion in startup OpenAI, whose ChatGPT app has become synonymous with the surge in AI popularity. Wall Street sees the partnership as a boon for Microsoft's office products, as well as Azure cloud business. Indeed, Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella this week touted Azure as a way to help developers using OpenAI tech quickly get their products to market. What is good for OpenAI is good for Azure in our view. So basically, Microsoft is expecting a massive growth from uh, the fact that they're going to implement uh, very proprietary uh, you know, chat GPT slash open AI uh, content slash technology into their products. That's going to be big. That's going to be huge. That's going to be a big deal. Uh, Next, mortgage demand shows a pulse. Uh, So uh, it's, it seems simple enough. Interest rates go up, go down, and mortgage demand goes up. That's what happened in recent days as mortgage rates had their biggest one-week decline in over a year. So mortgage rates are starting to go down a little bit, just a little bit though, Uh, leading to the first jump in home loan demand in a month. CNBC Diana Olick reports. The recent surge in treasury yields fueled even higher mortgage rates, pushing the popular 30-year fixed rate uh, rate to 8% at one point. Yields have come down, though as the Federal Reserve held off on another benchmark rate hike and jobs data for October came in softer than expected. Whether the housing market can generate any momentum remains to be seen. Prices are still high and supply remains tight. So uh, the mortgage market, uh, the market for home ownership is one that's struggled a little bit. I don't think there's ever really a bad time, though, to buy a home, to be honest with you. If you're sitting around waiting for home prices to go down, you're going to be waiting for the rest of your life. Home prices, typically, especially good property, they don't tend to go down. They tend to go up. Uh, and so, for example, like you, you can't go back to like 1983 and say, oh, I waited till 1988 to buy a house and I'd save money. It doesn't work like that, folks. It does not work that way. It doesn't work that way. Don't be a sucker. Don't fall for that. Okay. Uh, you know, if you want to be a homeowner, I, I encourage you to consider moving forward as soon as possible. You know, um, home ownership is uh, when we look at the data. When I was on the faculty of Syracuse University and we looked at the data of the difference between poor people and middle class people, what we found was that home ownership was that dividing factor. Home ownership was the thing that would make the difference between being poor and being middle class. The difference between middle class and upper class. Pay attention now. Are you listening? Let me know if you're listening is stock market participation. Owning shares in the stock market is the number one variable that separates the rich from everybody else. 90% of all rich people own stock. That's how they became rich people. If you act like rich people, then you're going to become one of them. Just like if I started imitating the behavior and run around robbing banks and killing people, then eventually I'd end up, you know, in a place that bank robbers go, which is prison or dead or something, right? So the same thing is true. If you start imitating rich people, You're going to become one of them. So I need you to start changing the culture. In my book, The Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power, I talk a lot about culture. You know, I can open I can open up this book right now. Right, I I don't even know what page I'm. I'm just going to randomly pick a page. Let's see. It's all about culture. It's not just the X's and O's of economics. It's about implementing in your culture ways to uh, apply economic principles that will benefit you and your kids. So here is, um, okay, here we go. Uh, as a result of the constant inundation of unhealthy messages we internalize about ourselves and each other, many of our people become destructive and harmful to others. Men may become abusive toward women. Women are trained to believe that they don't need a father for their children. Siblings can't work together, and cousins stop speaking. This is trauma, people. Tell me, give me a yes if you've seen trauma in the black community. Give me a yes if if you're you'll hear me on this. Trauma is your number one problem. Trauma is the number one enemy. Trauma is a greater enemy than white supremacy, but white supremacy causes trauma, which means that they to- they work together. And they- But then trauma feeds back into white supremacy. Do you understand? Other folks are winning because we allow that trauma to go undiagnosed, untreated, unfixed, and next thing you know, we can't build businesses because we hate each other. Do you understand what I'm saying? You can't build a business. You can't build economics in a community where people are scared of each other, mad at each other, distancing themselves from each other, don't want to mess with each other. Do you understand? Are you following me? Okay. So so trauma is your problem. Trauma causes the drama and drama ain't going to build nothing. All drama does is destroy. Go on the internet right now. I want you to go on the internet one day when you get bored and I want you to go through and scroll through and I want you to look at the black content on the internet i want you to look at the majority of the conversations that black men on online are having with each other uh for example the athletes right now the nfl players are all fighting each other uh over podcast money or whatever right go look over <clears throat> in the other spaces right even even in the ados and fba spaces you see you see drama right so so this drama is is typically caused by trauma anyway let me keep going so, uh, so I said here in the book, uh, this is page 104 in the book, The Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power. Uh, you can get a copy on Audible or Amazon, or you can go to drboycebooks.com. It's up to you. Uh, children disrespect their parents, elders get abandoned. I could continue, but I won't because it's honestly a bit depressing. What's the cost? It's huge. Think about it this way I knew a young lady who was struggling to start a hair care business. Let's call her Missy. Missy was a young single mother, two boys and a girl. Two of her children had the same father who was killed in a shooting. The other had a father who was no longer in the child's life. Missy grew up in a household with a single mother who also had three kids and money was typically scarce. Also, her father was in and out of jail most of the time, so they had a faulty relationship at best. Her business didn't have any capital, so despite her talent with hair and beauty, things weren't moving forward at the rate she'd hoped. Every time she had a problem with her car, there was no one to help her get it fixed. When her kids got sick, she couldn't find a sitter. When I asked her what her family could do to help her, she simply said, I don't talk to them. They're too negative. Here's the problem with this situation. Missy was a very talented young woman who, under the right circumstances, could have made a ton of money. She had clients waiting to support her business and even a space to set up a salon. But because she had no help, the business died. All of her relatives did nothing to prevent her failure because they were disconnected. The fathers who should have helped her with her sons were not in her life. Her siblings that could have provided labor for her new business were nowhere to be found. The money her relatives spent on sneakers and iPhones could have been used to support her business. The partnerships she could have made to help her get things done never happened. All of this occurred and all of this wealth was lost. Because of the presence of horrifically toxic relationships. Here's the point. When your relationships are all screwed up, your life will be screwed up too. Most wealthy families solve the problems as a a collective, picking up the slack for each other in a manner that is affirming, secure, and cooperative. Also, families that can raise children together tend to have healthier, safer children and a greater degree of financial security. If Missy could have worked together with her siblings, All of them could have built massive amounts of family wealth that could be passed on to their children. But because their relationships were damaged, each of them avoided the other and went to work for a white man who was then able to extract millions in wealth by taking advantage of the family division. Do you understand what I'm saying here? Do you get what I'm saying? Give me a yes if you're following this. This is this is economic divide and conquer. This is economic divide and conquer. If you're dividing and you're fighting and you're you're not working together then they can come and pluck you one by one and say, here, boy, come work for me. Here, girl, come work for me. Hey, boy, come work for me. Next thing you know, all th- you and your three, two, three, siblings, they could have been pour- pouring into each other. You're pouring into everything else. You see, when you talk about something called freedom, freedom is a very sacred concept. And I want to explain to you what I see freedom as. Here's freedom. Here's a lack of freedom. And then here's freedom. Here's my old life. Here's my new life. My old life was that uh, that that I expected that one day if I got married, I would get up in the morning, leave my house, leave my children, leave my wife, go spend time in some guy's business, you know, a white guy probably. And then uh, on the way home, I would have maybe stopped and got some food at some white guy's restaurant or whatever, or whatever it is. And then when I come home, I would turn on the TV and look at some white guy's media, right, and 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 still in and, and the whole time. Oh, and then I would be paying rent to some white guy who was my landlord. Do you understand? So I'd be buying consumer products, working for other people, paying rent to other people, consuming other people's media, et cetera. Instead, I chose a more liberated lifestyle. Here's what liberation looks like to me, to me, again, personal opinion, but I'm going to share this with you. I get up in the morning. I don't leave the house. My wife is in the other room. She's seeing clients in her therapy business. I am working with you guys. Um, Two, I don't go to an office full of coworkers that hate me. I'm hanging out with y'all. I love y'all. Y'all, y'all love me because of who I am. Uh, they they tolerate me despite who I am. There are spaces I go into where I'm not seen as an ally. I'm seen as dangerous. An educated black man who ain't scared of y'all is seen as very, very dangerous. I have to I have to have security when I go places. And it's not because I'm being extra paranoid. It's just it's a reality. Right. So so uh, what else? Um, when I am doing business, I'm doing business with people in my community, people that I like. I just, uh, I just made a major deal yesterday with. A Black-owned business. And then last week, we made another major deal with another Black-owned business. And then the other day, I was talking to the, the head of a uh, of a major Black organization of Black business owners, and we're actually doing some big things together to raise millions of dollars to develop trade lines to Africa and to do major things around the world. I talked to another guy who is the head of the largest organization of Black PhDs in the country, and we made plans to uh, secure, uh, to use these three or four million followers that I have on different platforms to put the smartest Black people on the planet on the big. Platforms to make them as big and as famous as the rappers are so that the community can be around people that they can learn from, not people that are going to teach them how to smoke blunts and get babies mamas. Do you understand? What else does that liberation look like the whole day? I'm not pouring into their stuff. I'm pouring into our stuff. My energy is not outward. My energy is inward. I'm spending time with my wife, making plans with my wife. I'm spending time with the kids, pouring into the kids. I'm spending time on my health, going to the gym, working out. I'm spending time with you, pouring into you. Do you understand? So so it's about how you build your life. You got to build your life. This is important. This is something that must occur when you when your kids are children. You got to teach this when they're kids. They have to build their life around pouring into themselves and pouring into each other and pouring into their people. You you want to build a the, the infrastructure for freedom. Freedom cannot occur without a freedom-based infrastructure. So, it's easier if you start when they're kids. If you're educating those kids yourself, then you ain't worried about them thinking that they got to leave the house to get educated. If you are building the family business at home, then they ain't got to worry about thinking they got to leave the house every day to go to go get money. They can get money right at home. Right? If you're if you're training, if you're letting them know, look, mama got, mama and daddy got. We got everything you need. The us plus the internet plus Dr. Boyce videos and, and anybody else that you want to listen to, we got everything we need right here. We can educate our own. It's insulting. It's absolutely ridiculous to believe with all the brilliant people we have in our community, all the great educators we have, all the great skills-based people that we have, all the hardworking people that we have, that somehow we can't get an education unless we go across the bricks and go over to somebody else's school and into somebody else's institution. Somebody put that in your head. Somebody put that in your head. That's culture, people. That's culture. That's, that's the result of your trauma. That's all these things. And then when you go into those spaces, you get traumatized like crazy. How many black people do you know come home from work every day pissed off, stressed out, angry? That's more trauma. That's, that's gasoline on top of gasoline on top of a gasoline fire. That's what it is. And then you wonder why people end up doped out, drinking all the time, sex addicts, dying, dying young, physically unhealthy cancer, diabetes, heart disease, strokes, all these things, all that's connected to that day-to-day trauma of stress that's coming, not just from the people that are around you, but also from the people that ain't even around you, the people that you're seeing across town. So you have to deal with that. It's a mental health issue, people. Mental health, that's one of our secrets. That's the key. That's the one thing. If we focus and fix that, I believe that we can go a long way and everybody ain't going to do it. I understand that. A lot of people ain't going to listen, you know, Uh. but, but for those that are listening, this is my assessment. You know, remember, we are black wealth surgeons in the black in the black business school. All we think about is black people and black wealth. We, you know, the black wealth gap, the racial wealth gap, is not a mystery to us. We know exactly what the problem is. We know exactly what the remedy is. We know exactly how to fix it. We're just trying to raise a hundred million dollars so we can implement the solution. That's it. That's what. That's what's going. You know, we got the therapists. We have the PhDs. We have the the, the high level thinkers that can fit that that have already solved this problem. Uh, we just want to make sure that we let people know so that we'll stop implementing the wrong solutions and start implementing the right ones. And I believe that part of the solution starts with implementation within your own family. All right? Uh, Now, I did not plan to go on that little rant, uh, but I hope that that was a worthy rant. Uh, Give me the yes. Let me know if it was okay that I uh, went in that direction. I, I shared with you what's going on in the markets. I don't mind. I love talking about the X's and O's of the stock market and the opportunities that are here. If you want to know my assessment of where this market stands right now, I think that stock market investing is a good long-term uh move for you. Uh there is a stock that I recommended earlier this week. Um, Morph M-O-R-F. That's the ticker symbol. M-O-R-F. I bought shares of the stock. I don't know if it's moved yet, but it's okay. It's not when I when I mention a stock to you guys, I am not mentioning something that's gonna make you fast money. I'm not into the fast money or the quick flips and all that. I'm into the slow money, the long money, the starting money. So when I mention a stock that I like, first of all, nothing's guaranteed. However, I'm usually thinking about a three to five year time horizon, at least three years. That's the short end. Really, it's more like five to 10 years. Okay. So uh, Morph, M-O-R-F, it's a pharmaceutical company. I bought shares. Feel free to take a look at that. This is not investing advice. It's up to you. Uh, if you'd like to see other stocks that I pick, if you want me to send you my stock recommendations on a regular basis, uh, just go to drboystocks.com. That's Dr. Uh, That's stocks with an S at the end. drboystocks.com. You can take a look at what Doctor Boyce is buying, and every single week I give five stocks to my students, and uh, they you can do with that information as you wish. All right. So anyway, guys. I'm going to take off. It was great talking to you. I love you. I appreciate you. Uh, let me know in the comments uh, how you feel about the different backgrounds and stuff like that. I'm kind of messing around with different um, layouts of the podcast. Also, don't forget that we are also on Spotify and Apple. So if you look up Boyce Watkins on Spotify and Apple, you'll find my podcast there. And uh, also I have the new podcast on Spotify called How to Make Money Without Working. Feel free to take a look at that. Uh, if you are watching this live on um or seeing this uh before Thursday, uh on uh on this upcoming Thursday, which is tomorrow, I am doing a uh stock option summit where it's uh Prime 101, where we where I'm gonna introduce you to a way that you will be able to make additional income tomorrow. I kid you not. Prime 101, Dr. Boyce Prime 101.com. That's Dr. Boyce Prime101.com, where literally I'm gonna introduce you to our prime program. Our students love it. I will show you by the time we're done a way that you can literally take money that you have to invest and generate extra income that week, like right then. It's not. This is not long-term. This is actually something you can do right now, something we do every week. So feel free to go to drboysprime101.com if you'd like to join us, or if you also text the word STOCK to 31996, I'll send you guys a link where you can join us. Uh, We're going to talk about the fundamentals of stock options, uh, what it looks like to sell them, how to pick the right ones, and then I'm going to actually give you some things you can implement like right away. So uh, feel free to text the word stock to 31996 if you haven't done that yet. All right, guys, I'm going to get out of here. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope you have a wonderful day. And I love you. And I appreciate you 100%. And uh, I'll be back again real soon. So take care, everybody. I'll see you later. Bye bye.